Hello again, everybody. How are you? All right, yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. We have a slightly smaller cast this week. Uh, we have <laughs> um, house music and drama rehearsals going on for the big competition tomorrow. So we're missing uh, Kate and Jesse. Mm-hmm. So um, we wish them all well. We wish you all well, actually, for uh, tomorrow. Um, we do have a cake as well today, but I think we're going to perhaps bypass on the marking, seeing as not everyone's here. So we'll just kind of move straight on, shall we, mm-hmm. to the That's topic. Right. Yep, this good. week, we're talking about Black History Month. So it's a big topic all through October. Um, I suppose the first the first thing really is that what does Black History Month mean to mean to everybody? Um, okay, I'll go first. So I think it's really important that we've had this month. Um, like it just increases everyone's um, education and awareness to not just having European or British scientists or authors or poets or activists making an impact in history because, um, well, we are in England, which makes sense to learn about British science scientists. Um, that's fair enough. But um, it wasn't just um, white people who ran the world or made an impact on the world. It, so many things were happening in history simultaneously around the whole world. And Black History Month helps us all to appreciate those people who did amazing things and made amazing contributions to so many different areas, um, but they didn't get the recognition or the um, celebration that they deserved and deserve still. So it's really important that we have this month to kind of take a step back and actually say, hold up. Yes, we have so many contributions from Isaac Newton, Albert Einstein, but were there similar people of color in different areas around the world who were doing the same thing around the same time or maybe even earlier that we just have forgotten. Um, and it's, it just really opens your eyes a bit more. It's really insightful to like learn about these people and, and say, actually, cause normally you would be like, Oh, um, just reinforces a thing that, Oh, like white people, they've discovered everything. They must be superior or something. It just, causes all that insecurity over having a different skin color to go away. And um, especially as being um, a girl of color, um, it, ha- it, ha- it has helped a lot to come to terms with things um, personally as well. I think that's a really interesting point. I mean, for clarification, the four of us here today, you are the only person of color, Barbara. So <laughs> yes. there's, a, there's a sense that we're kind of not qualified uh, in, yeah. in in the depth of, of your thought. However, I do think Black History Month has given a different perspective to people like myself. I'm 48 years of age and my views on life have changed because of Black History Month. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I think that's an important message for, for everybody as yeah. well. You know, yeah. in terms of uh, the George Floyd incident, mm-hmm. which obviously really kind of kickstarted the Black Lives Matter campaign, do you feel that we're now seeing more racism online or is the elevation of racism online a result of people shining a light on what is not acceptable anymore? I think that, um, I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. yeah. With kind of the um, appearance of a lot of, um, I don't know how to say it, but with the kind of, everyone's talking about it. Everyone is talking about, racism everyone is talking everyone is starting to speak up about what they believe in what is right what isn't um what is their opinion and with this comes criticisms from the other side of the point of view Mm -hmm. um so i think that definitely 
I don't think racism has gone up per se. It, I mean, it might have. I, I don't know. From my eyes, I don't think it has. I just think it's now being expressed mm-hmm. because they have a platform to express it. Um, and it's not just in the street. Uh, I don't know, a, a white man and a, a black man having a small confrontation in the middle of the street. Now it is on a platform like Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram um, for the whole world to see. So obviously we see it more. Um, so I wouldn't say there's more per se. I'd say that the increase of talking about everything online, which is so good because so many people are so aware but it's also bad because it brings on this platform for people to express their express hate. their hate. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the spectrum has widened. Yeah, what? Hello, widened <laughs> in a way, as in like people's opinions are just becoming more like polarized. Is mm. that the word? Um, so yeah, they're either extremely for it, extremely against it. But I don't know. The the reason I kind of raise the question, and I'm going to bring a family situation into this mm-hmm. now, my stepson's partner is a person of colour. Mm-hmm. And she has said over the last two years, she's never felt more brown than mm-hmm. she she did in the previous 20-something years of her life. <laughs> I don't quite know how old she is. <laughs> um, and that's that's got to be a really bad thing for society if, if, that's, if, if that's how people or more than one person is feeling. How do we try and combat that level of where uh, the the kind of highlighting of racism on these platforms? How how then do we address it? So you know, is it education? Is it kind of control of platforms? How, how do we get to a point where people feel safe and more secure in their own skin? I think education is key. Like how people say, knowledge is power. Like the more you know, the more. You're going to be aware of what you're saying and what you shouldn't say and what's the right thing to say almost and like learning from a young age about a more varied more diverse um curriculum or whatever like whatever it could be like authors or um, pieces of writing or scientists it just helps you appreciate people more who may not look like you or, or may look like you so and then that way you won't have to have this like um stereotype almost like I don't know like for example because I'm brown people are like oh you must be good at computer science and maths that was rubbish at computer science <laughs> absolutely <laughs> rubbish <laughs> I, I honestly worse in the class so having that like because brown people don't just become doctors and mat and like computer scientists and engineers like you have authors and film directors and, and actresses like Bollywood is a massive industry and that's all brown people so having that varied um exposure to it all it gets rid of those stereotypes and it makes people feel less their skin color and more their personality or their individuality and uh, and then like for example your stepson's partner she'll probably feel less a color and more a person and color is a big part of you obviously because that's where my culture's originated from that's where my heritage is from but it's not just me i'm not just brown <laughs> I'm, I'm Bavia. <laughs> yeah. So. That's a really strong point. That's very well put as well. Thank you. Very well put. Um, I don't know if any of you have heard of a guy called Michael Holding. He was an ex-West uh, Indian cricketer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was um, on TV last year talking about, uh, you know, the miseducation 
of uh, over centuries, hundreds and hundreds of years. And as you've said, mm-hmm. the, the stereotypical image there there is. And one of his examples, and it really struck me at the time, was everyone knows Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. But in fact, in, in fact, he he invented the a paper filament which didn't last; it burnt out. And there's a guy called Lewis Latimer, who is an Afro-American, who got a more sustainable option. And he said that was just one very small part of history that if you repeat that 10, 20, 100 times over, starts to then build the narrative mm-hmm. of miseducation. Uh, from, a, from a school like the Abbey, how, how could we as an institution or institutions around every school in the country, how could we start to redress that balance, do you think? And I know it's quite a tricky question, but how, how do you think that could be done within education? I mean, I've noticed something within educations all around, uh, mainly England, because that's what I know. But um, there is, we do get taught some stuff. I, I'm i doing history, uh, IB, and I've done the whole civil rights movement in America. So we do, we do get taught at an older age. So definitely starting at a younger age would help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um but also I feel like there is a clear divide when you are being taught of history that is white and history that is black or of other colors. And I feel like taking away that divide, taking away that sense of this is one part of the history, it belongs in this box, yeah. this is another part. I think it's all our history because yeah. England is now made up of every color, everyone, every culture and it's a good thing. So I think eliminating those lines, those grids that keep apart, this happened in here, this happened there. Um, and obviously taking away those boxes, I think will help a lot of people to understand that history is history, whether it's your own culture or someone else's. Yeah. 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 I mean, That's Black really History cool. Month is all about acknowledging the people that have contributed to kind of our culture mm-hmm. and like giving them credit. But it's so sad that they're not here to like understand that we are giving them credit. Yeah. And that's almost like the worst bit, like they'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's where the determination for sustainable change is from, yeah. isn't it? To make sure that this isn't a, um, I think within the black community, it's felt that there have been a number of initiatives in the past but this one is the one that we can seize and we can yeah. really channel change. And it will be amazing to see that come to fruition. Maybe when you have children one day, if that occurs, of course, you may not want children. But if, if that's at, at that point that we may live in a very different world, which can mm-hmm. only be a better one for anyone kind of growing up. So, yeah, hopefully, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah uh, look, we, time has raced by already. <laughs> it's been a uh, quite a challenging little topic mm-hmm. for today in yeah. a very short space of time. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Just want to kind of wish you all good luck for tomorrow's house music and drama. It's who, very who's, exciting. Who's who's going to become who's going to be successful then? Uh, I don't really mind who wins, know. but I want everyone's efforts to be recognised because this year especially has been so weird, just with everything, and they've done it after so long because we didn't have it last year. So all the house captains have put in just like yeah. like tons of effort, like they've literally put their whole lives into it. So. I almost kind of don't want a winner in a way because it's a bit unfair, but 
Duck is going to win, for sure. Duck is going to win. Spoken like a true head girl. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed so. (laughs) I think it'll be fun. I don't mind. It's always fun. I don't mind who wins. It's like one of the best Abbey traditions there is. I think. It, it's because we're all biased. Of us are duckers. Yeah, all That's of us are so duckers. Funny. We're all biased. So wrong people to ask. Difficult. Carrington here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Duck it. Well, look, all the best uh, for tomorrow. Thank um, you. We'll see you again after half term. And um, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.